0: So Wonderful people Welcome to the Libra Green Show Episode, episode, episode 17 (sighs) I think I I stuck to my My calendar of doing it bi-weekly I think the last time was two weeks ago It seems like so much time in between episodes And then like I'm realizing So much shit happens in between So, you know I don't know, that just gives me more to talk about So that's cool Um, you know I hope everybody has been having a fantastic uh, month. The month is almost over. It is, but sure, almost, it is fucking over. Tomorrow is April 1st, which is, you know, damn day I'm recording this, March 31st. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, you know, I hope everybody's had a fantastic month. It went by again so fast. Everything is going by so fast. But to me, March went by like super fast. Um, it's really, it's kind of fucking me in my head because, you know, I talk all the time about this job and whatnot. And, uh, You know, I'm going to be at two months this week, which is crazy to me because I'm like, how the fuck have I gotten to two months already? But, you know, that's what time does. It just, it it stops for no one. And, uh, you know, speaking of my job, it's been interesting. I'm starting to really, really settle into it. I'm starting to have those typical, I don't feel like coming to work days. I don't feel like being here days, but they're still not nearly as vehement as they were at my previous jobs. But, um... You know, I have those. I'm about to get the fuck out of here at six o'clock on the dot. Like you know, so if anything, that's a, that may be a good thing because that just means I'm truly in the swing of it now. So you know, kudos to me for that, I guess. Um, it has been um, playing a role in my mental health, of course. Um, there was one day I just I got it was maybe Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, there was a couple days this week, three days in a row actually I had to do with the same lady And it just was really draining because she was being a an entitled white woman Not listening to what the fuck I'm trying to tell her I'm like, okay, I'm trying to help you but you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you I can't just pull a rabbit out of a hat and make things happen for you, okay Unfortunately, it does not work like that Because if I could just make shit happen, you and I wouldn't even be on this phone right now And I would be somewhere Recording an album or promoting my album or somewhere in Turks and Caicos on vacation. Anyway, I uh, that was needless to say that was not a fun experience, but I got through it. I made it to Friday, made it to Saturday, which then turned into Sunday, which, of course, if you don't know, is special for me because I'm going to see Mariah fucking Carey, which is why I had to start the episode off with um, an acapella of one of her most if not still I don't know it's hard to say which is her most personal song because she puts so much into those those really really personal songs and you can always tell which ones are like the most personal with her she becomes completely transparent on the song and it just it really grabs you it grabs your soul and you either you relate to it or you feel like you relate to it or you just feel her pain and Outside is one of those songs where I tear up like every time because I I I can't say I experienced what she experienced growing up and you know not feeling like she belongs as a mixed race person, but I I've experienced and I think that's what makes I think I think that's what she kind of sets out to you know include everybody who has experienced the things she's experienced, so it don't have to be ex- that exact experience, but you know. Some everybody has had, and maybe everybody, almost everybody, has had an experience somewhere along the line where they were made to feel like they don't they don't belong or they don't fit in. And you you know, but basically that song is um, you know one of the one of her best 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 written songs, and it's just really it's really an emotional ride. And the song is twenty plus years old now, and it just it still it just still stirs you and. I don't know. I wonder wonder if she cries while she listens to it just because it's just sometimes as a writer, you sit back and you look at the things you wrote and it makes you emotional because it's like it either puts you back in the mindset you were when you wrote it or you think about those emotions while you wrote it. So I just wonder if that's something that uh, she goes when she listens to that pedals, you know, the real, real personal shit, even as recent as camouflage. I don't even get me started on camouflage. Because obviously her anniversary... Shout out to Mariah's anniversary, March 27th. Her anniversary was the other day, 27th. And I did my top 10 Mariah and Camouflage. I tear up every time I think about Camouflage. Because that song... I've sat for hours and hours on end crying listening to that song. Because not only was it so clearly, deep, deeply rooted in her own personal life. But I've related. I've related to Camouflage. So... Ooh, look at me. Look at me in my feelings now. Because that song... Where is some time I try to our reality? Anyway, she won't be singing that song tonight. She will be singing a huge collection of hits and album tracks and well actually I think it's more singles than album tracks. But anyway, songs from her amazing twenty nineteen twenty nineteen? Is it twenty twenty eighteen album, excuse me, Caution, which is a phenomenal album. Um, you know, she damn near does the whole Album from what I can think of, from what I don't think about the set list. But yeah, you know, I bought my ticket. I'm excited. I'm going to be in a VIP suite. It's funny because that sounds so fancy, but it does not. It's not fancy. It's only because that was the cheapest ticket left. Everything else sold out and was up for resale, and resale was like 300 plus, closer to 400. And uh, I mean, of course, there was some resale tickets That was like $1,200 But that was like in the very front row I w- I'd be willing to pay it But it's also like some bullshit Because damn, that's not what you pay for the shit, my nigga But I got my VIP suite So, I'm um, see how that goes I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, I'm so nervous about but When I go to venues I've never been to before I get nervous about how it's gonna be to get into the venue Like they said, there's a special door for VIP uh, suites and shit So, I don't know I just got to ask the questions and uh, I become introverted when I have to ask questions of people and stuff. Like I definitely have some introverted and extroverted qualities and working in customer service has made me a lot more comfortable. Like from the moment I got my first customer service job, also performing with the band I was in, like it's made me a lot more comfortable over the years with people and talking to people. But like it's weird because I'm so – quote-unquote charismatic and I love people and I talk to people and I get up in front of people with no problem but like if it comes to something like that like or if I have to call like that shit has helped me back a lot I, I don't like to call and make doctor's appointments and shit it's weird but you know I'm going to see Mariah and that's exciting um anything that's been going on in my life I mean yeah I guess there's some other stuff there's like some personal stuff going on like I'm like, I don't know. Did I say before that I was like kind of seeing I mean, I would say I'm kind of seeing somebody. Like, I don't know. Like, anyway, he's there. He exists. Somebody who has my interests. I have his interests as well. That's, you know, that's all there is to it for now. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm willing to say for now. <laughs> imagine me. Imagine me not being an open book. Not. I've written poems about it, so maybe I'll give y'all one of those poems. Anyway. Um. Yes, so as far as the work planning and my mental health Dealing with that lady I dealt with It definitely, it drained me of my energy for an entire day The other day Once I dealt with it And then like other management Not really management But other people who are quote unquote higher up got involved So it just, it began my headache Because this just fell into my lap I, li- I really had nothing to do with this It should fall on the person who like gave her her insurance policy Which that's a problem we have within our company. See, that's the thing. Like I said, I've been setting into the job. So I'm like witnessing the problems we have. Like the people I don't I've already developed a dislike for people. I know things about you know, like so, you know, it's like any other job. It's the I think the honeymoon period is ending. And I don't hate the job yet. Not that I will, but I mean it's not singing. So of course I'm gonna eventually hate it. It's just finding finding work to me is finding a job that it's gonna take you the longest to hate because it's not—it's obviously not your dream. If it's not your dream, that's what day jobs are. You know, just find a job that's gonna prolong the hate the longest, and uh, you know, we'll see. I don't—I don't even dislike the job. I still enjoy it. Like I, I'm like, okay, I gotta go to work, and get up every day. I'm, I'm very cool with that. So again, we will see how that goes. Anyway, um, my mental health as a whole—I've been dealing this week. This week and last week, I definitely have been triggered into depression a few times. Into into my depression. It's it's kinda it just kinda came back on its own. And I've had to battle battle it a little bit, a couple days. And um, you know, it wasn't just a little mood where it's like, oh, okay. Excuse me. Where it's just like, okay, I'm feeling it this day. It's going the next day, it's going in a few hours. And it originally I did feel like that until the next day I woke up and it just, it was there again. And I was like, okay, so I see that this is something that has returned for a limited time or however long it's going to be back. And, uh, you know, I dealt with it. I just kind of, I think I soaked in it a little bit and i think i just got my i got the gears of my brain moving that's really one of the things i can suggest when these flare ups i would call them happen just try to get the try to get the gears of your mind moving a little bit you know um because a lot of the time at least my brand of depression when it happens to me my mind gets idle or it's a result of an idle mind so um sometimes my mind will get idle and I will uh, realize that I need to start... I need to get the gears turning again. I need to start thinking about just anything. So I'll jump in. And it's not like I'm... Consciously doing this I'm not like Yeah I got the cure For depression I just You know Would like to share What my method had, Was this time And it just kind of Happened So I got the gears Moving in my mind And I was thinking about um, Music Thinking about career Thinking about going to See Mariah Things I have That are going, going well for me Things that I have Coming up Things I have That I need to work on Things that I have That I'm excited to work on Things I, that I'm excited To improve on So You know That's and that, And of course There's always spit that Spit that is of course, my favorite thing in the world. Every it's like every week I go, I just become more and more enamored with just being there. And it's irritating because like I know in what two let me see, it's not this coming week, it's not the next week. So about three weeks from now, I'm gonna miss one. And y'all know I don't like to miss spit that for anything, like for my But it's, it's for a good reason. It's for my sister's wedding. I really wish we could leave Friday morning instead, instead of Thursday. But whatever, and if 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 all of a sudden my sister does agree to change it, I'm gonna give that work day back too, because I have that Thursday off, and i'm I need all the money I can get, so, and I don't have paid leave, I don't think I ever get well I won't say ever I don't think I get paid leave or anything like that, or vacation time for a year that kind of sucks, right? I mean, I'm already full time, I feel like after the probationary period of three months when my insurance starts to kick in, I think I should start getting paid leave, but I don't think it kicks in until after a year. But anyway, that's beside the point. Spit that has been amazing, of course. I wrote two new poems to do um, at Spit Dat this week. One is about Spit that, So that's cool. And the other one is about the fellow that uh, I'm currently seeing, talking to. We're, we're kind of past talking to, though. We're just not exclusive yet. We're definitely past talking to. Um, I mean, we literally like, talk every day. From February literally from February I mean, I know some of it is just texting But from February 13th to now, we've been in contact every single day So, I don't know, that's beside the point That's neither here, nor is it there Okay, so, you know, I've been talking y'all ears off for a good, like, you know, 13, 14 minutes or so So I'm gonna gonna go ahead, if I could speak today, Charles, shit I'm gonna go ahead and give you a break from my rambling Give you a little tune or something to listen to And I will be right The fuck Back Baby Maybe I'm being biased I look at you with the highest Reverence upper echelon Help me understand please Cause I need some clarity When I lose don't interlude I'll put it straight like this cause I Want this even if it's for a moment Even if it listen. Don't go and get in feeling, oh. When I tell you, <laughs> that is really, really my shit. Damn. Welcome back to the Libra Green Show. That was, of course, Kiki Palmer with Better To Have Loved. That song is fire, fire. Woo, 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 woo. Um... <laughs> I should have a radio show, right? Not just a podcast. I should totally have a radio show. Like, what? That was actually a dream of mine. That was a dream of mine when I was younger, having a radio show. Um, That was actually because I heard Ludacris' story. That was, like, one of my uh ideas of how I was going to break into the music industry. I was going to go to school, uh, get a degree in communications, or I was going to go to Howard, actually, radio, TV, film, and... You know, get a degree there, get a radio show Get a job at a radio station, get a radio show And then use that as my end to music Obviously that did not happen But, uh, you know, that's okay Yeah, but that song is amazing Kiki is amazing Uh, Speaking of Kiki, I have to discuss Star That will come up a little bit later in the show I gotta discuss my Star update Um, You know Because two episodes have aired since my last, has it been, it would have to be, um, since my last show. So we got to definitely talk about Star and uh, Kiki's role on the show. She's still guest starring. So I'm like, I'm hoping they don't like take her character off the show because they should just go ahead and make her a cast member or at least recurring rather than guest starring. Because what I've noticed when I look at credits on shows, like obviously the the terminology, I think determines like, is it a lot like revolving around like the paycheck and then um, I don't know, but I know there's some something about what they're considered in their roles, because like I'll see somebody, I'll see somebody who has been on like 45 episodes, and it'll be like guest starring, guest starring, guest starring. So I don't know. But it's also been a while since Kiki has been on an episode, but so this was like her first time back. And it's like now she's she's kind of tied into the storyline pretty, pretty deeply. I mean, she had been before, but now I won't say deeply, but she damn, I'm not even supposed to be discussing star yet. Anyway. Shit. What I wanted to discuss now was actually something that is fresh off my mind and um, something I was dealing with. So what I didn't actually mention in the opening of the show when I was talking about my mental health and uh, episodes of depression and stuff is like I kind of got triggered. And I don't know if this was I think this was more of a combination of anxiety and depression. And I think it was more fueled by anxiety. And again, like working at that job has fueled more of my anxiety, just because I feel like it's because I'm sleeping less. I really feel like that is why. You know, as as I've said from the very, very first episode, like this is all me diagnosing myself. So if uh, you hear anything that sounds like it's you, and I'm saying it's X, Y, Z, don't necessarily take what I say as it being what I say it is. You got to take it with a grain of salt because I'm just. Talking about me basically. So I feel as though it was it's it was fueled by anxiety and it was, it had a dash of depression involved in it, but it was um it's the feeling of not being good enough. And and I tweeted about this too shortly before I went to sleep. It's the whole idea of you having a calling in life. You know what the fuck you want to do. Um, You know, maybe it came to you as a kid. Maybe it came to you as a teenager. Maybe it came to you as an adult. But I I wish that, uh, I was going to say everybody finds their calling, but I don't necessarily believe that to be the truth. But I do wish that everybody, you know, has something, some type of path in their life that is undeniable for them, where they're just like, this is it, this has to be it. But the the joke and the gag The funny part is Okay, so I started thinking about the term The gag recently And I really, really realized Like the core of it Is like the gag, the joke So it's like you know, like like the actual term, like somebody gets you a gag gift. So I found myself about to use it, but it's not even the same in the same context as it is now because it's more like a, slur, a slang term, a gay slang term. So it's like it doesn't have the same effect if I say that's the gag. But you know, the gag or the joke in this particular case is that you feel what you feel about your calling in the maybe it's art, maybe it's uh, clothing design, maybe it's helping animals it could be anything you know but what is what happens when you feel like that's your calling and you don't have the skill there i'm pretty sure there are plenty of people well hell if look at just so what this makes me think of it makes me think of all those reject american idol auditions i remember year after year after year maybe for the first three or four seasons like, especially for the very first season, I was watching American Idol, like, intently. I remember everybody who was in the top 12 and all that shit. Like, I was, you know, and I was rooting for Kelly Clarkson. And she won, all that stuff. So, um, it's like, you have all those auditions and those people who audition and who believe that their calling is music. Their calling is singing. singing and what happens if you're not good at it? But you eat, breathe, and sleep music. And you just feel like, you know, that's what it is. Or... Also, I feel as though maybe, in their particular cases, maybe they missed it, like they, and they misunderstood what the message was, telling them that their calling is maybe their calling is music, but maybe it's not singing. you know your calling can still be music you if you want to you can learn to play the piano, you can learn to write music and read music, you can learn to produce music, you can learn to do everything else, but you know something like singing is natural, and you can learn to be a better singer and i there are people who are singers now. I can tell that they've had vocal lessons from in very early early age and they weren't necessarily like raw singers. They, they didn't necessarily have that singing ability. And it was kind of for there are people who I've, I've heard that with, like specifically people like in, in the Disney channel sector. Like maybe somebody to me, somebody like Raven, I feel like she got vocal training from a very early age and maybe singing wasn't necessarily something that was a natural gift for her. I feel like she's a trained singer. But, it could, you know, I don't know. Or maybe even like Nicole Scherzinger. I feel like she's been trained. Not that she's not that either of them are poor vocalists or bad singers, but, um, you know, maybe sometimes it's just in their tone or their tonality. Or maybe people did hear them and somebody thought they, you know, they did sound great and they needed vocal training. Anyway, that's beside the point. My whole gripe with it was that I was starting to feel like I was starting to feel like I was falling. And, and you know, like people you have those dreams where um, you're falling, you're falling, you're falling. I was starting to feel like that, but I was awake. And it wasn't a physical feeling. It, wasn't, it was a mental thing. And I just was like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? I don't want to work for this job. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life if I find out, if I'm starting to discover that maybe music is not my calling. And that's a heartbreaking feeling. So then the thought continued to evolve and the, the gear started moving. And then I was like, okay, okay, music is definitely, singing is music in general, before I even get to the singing. Music is definitely my calling. So then that's why I was like, what if you're not good at it? What if it's your calling and you're not good at it? And it, that shit stings. I had a dream of Kirk Franklin was in that. It, that just hit me. I don't know why. But Kirk Franklin was definitely in my dream. We were in the back of a city bus and he was trying to get me to come to his church. His church was like way somewhere out in Maryland. Anyway, that was very odd. But yes, that, you know, but your calling. You have a calling. You you want to do music, you want to do entertainment. But it's like, again, what if you're not good at it? What if it's something that you can't necessarily improve at? And I think what was bothering me so much is that. I don't know if I've ever discussed this on the show, but something I'm still dealing with is the fact that I am 25 going on 26 years old and I've never received any of the training or anything that I wanted. And like, I don't blame my mother per se, but it just kind of. It's 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 a little disheartening when I just I hear so many other stories of people do what they had to do for their kids to get them through singing lessons and all types of whatever they needed and they wanted because they believed in their child and I don't resent my mother for not doing those things but it's just like damn I start feeling bad and I, I get sad sometimes and it's just like did you not believe in me I there was I wrote a poem about something like that. So this is definitely something that has been ongoing that I've been battling with for a minute now. And I I'm 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 kinda ha- I'm having this realization as I'm talking because I'm just thinking about the poem I wrote a few weeks ago and I shared it at spit that and I'm just like, you know, in the poem I talk about what do I say? I say my family says that um my family says that they first discovered I could sing at five years old. Then is the video, silly hoe? There's no proof, no nothing you know. So I'm like, there's no nothing of this. The very little bit that I had I remember my stepfather hmm, my my little brother's father I don't know if he and my birth mother ever actually got married or what have you but so my little brother's father he was abusive he used to beat the shit out of us maybe not his own son but me and my uh, uh my older brothers used to beat the hell out of us and like he would do abusive shit like like, beat their asses in front of the class. Like, I remember he did that to one of my brothers. Got his ass whipped in front of the class. That's not okay. That didn't help nothing because he's, his ass still ended up in jail years later. So, it just it, it just annoyed me but when I think about him. I actually started writing a poem about him because I follow my little brother's half-sisters. And, um cause they were they were family kinda as well they know they're you know they were everybody knows who they are, and I followed them and they posted a picture of him, and I thought he was dead, and that's why I thought that was why they were posting a picture and I got this feeling over me, it was weird, so I started to write a poem about me thinking that he was dead and what I was about to feel next, but you know I instantly realized that he wasn't dead, so I'm gonna actually continue to write on that poem now that these these gears on that thought process are turning again, but my stepfather. If that's what you want to call him He was a DJ And, you know, he had CDs he, I remember his CD collection was, like, immaculate It was, like I remember he had all every CD that was popular that was out at the time Like, he had fan mail Because this was around that time This was I remember specifically it being, like, 1999, 2000 He had fan mail He had Fucking uh, He had 702's album So, I mean, not just 99, 2000 Really, the memory spans from, like, 90... 798-ish Through 2000 Because by the time I think they broke up in like 2000 Because I don't believe he was there By the time 2001 rolled around Because my brothers were Yeah, they definitely weren't together So I'm pretty sure they broke up in If not late 99, but 2000 But um So he would have us rehearse Like I don't know if he really thought he was Joe Jackson And apparently, of course, I was Michael Because I was the one with the talent I was Michael and he would have us rehearse to perform in church. I remember we, uh, what was the song we did? Was it Kumbaya? I remember we was rehearsing singing Kumbaya. He gave us like little choreography to do. I don't remember if we actually did it in the church. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. But yeah, we uh, he would have us rehearse Kumbaya. And Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya. And, you know, you can't fuck it up. I mean, he would beat me anyway, beat you anyway. So I remember, specifically, I remember this one time I got into it. I'm sorry. I just had a lot of triggering thoughts that came with him. And I just, yeah, I'm going to write that poem. Because there was a time he made me and my brother take cold showers together. Anyway, that's a story for another day. But um, he had us, uh, okay, the one time we got into it, I got into a fight with my little brother. And... My little brother... I, it's crazy because I'm trying to really remember what the fight was about because my little brother was very young. He's two years young... A year and some change younger than me. So I'm like, I don't remember what the hell we were actually We were fist fighting about something. And... Because he had a fucking smart-ass mouth with his little ass. like we got I probably got into it with him the most. He still got that smart-ass mouth. And we're opposite signs. He's a little bitch. He gets on my nerves. I mean, I don't talk to him like that. But the last conversation we had... He got on my fucking nerves because he tried me like they all often do. Anyway, we he and I got into like a fist fight, And I guess my his father did not like the fact that I was beating his son's ass. And I'm like, he's smaller than me. So, of course, I'm gonna beat his ass. But I was beating his ass. And he I remember he picked me up. He took me in the bedroom, picked me up and like threw me in there. Like by my arm, like I flew across the fucking room, and I remember hitting my head on like a, the bed rail, and it like hurting behind my ear, and I don't know, if, did I like fall asleep or pass out after that or something? But that's all I remember. But I just could not believe he did that, and I'm just like, bruh, this was not necessary. But you know, needless to say, he was a shitty person. But basically, what that, what what that ties into was what I was getting to is that he was a DJ, and He had equipment. He had microphones and, like, you know, amplifiers and recorders and all this shit. So he, um, take me there. And this had to be, like, 97, 98. Let me uh, do my research real quick. Because I like to... I like to fucking, um... I like to be as accurate as possible with my numbers and my years and my dates... And stuff, so I gotta really like look into these things And okay, so I was right 1998, that's when Take Me There So it could have also been 1999, that makes sense Because Take Me There came out in late 98 And the Rugrats movie came out I don't know why I always think the Rugrats movie came out in 97 But it came out in 98 So yeah, I remember going to see it I went to see it with my sister That's when she slipped on the butter and dropped the popcorn So Take Me There That song uh, is very special to me Uh, You know, by Maya Blackstreet, Mace, and what's his name? Blinky Blink? Blinky Blink. I don't know what happened to that nigga. But Maya Blackstreet, Mace, and Blinky Blink. So if you've never heard it, it goes, uh, Take me there. I want to go there. Take me there. Let's go there. Just take me to that great place that wonders and wishes. So I get very emotional listening to that song. I did for a while. I think now I'm okay, but for some reason, like anytime that song would start, I would start tearing up very much because that's the first song that I connect so deeply with that song. That's the first song that I remember singing where it being recognized that I could sing. So he had a microphone and the thing, I remember he recorded me singing it on cassette and I remember I took that cassette home and I don't know what happened to it. I think my cousin that I was living with ended up recording over it. Somebody recorded over it and I think it was her, but you know, that's, that's devastating. And it's is so unfortunate that I don't have that. That was the only piece of anything I had from when I was little, singing. And it got recorded over by her, carelessly. And I do remember it was her. Just carelessly recorded over that. And that's, that's kind of, like, traumatizing for me. Because that was, that's all I had. There's no record of, like, I have a couple YouTube videos that are, like, 10 years old now. But by then, I was already a teenager. Like, I was already, I was already Libra Green at that point. I already knew what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be, like, there's nothing, no record anywhere of me. So it just, it plays into the larger scheme of my mind not feeling like I've ever been good enough for anything, anywhere, anybody. It comes into the relationship I was in. I never didn't feel good enough there. I didn't feel good. You know, I don't feel good enough anywhere I turn. So it's just like, it's been following me all my life. I don't even have... You know, nobody was like, okay, this is, you. you're just amazing. Like, I gotta, I gotta do this for you. I have to make sure I get you singing lessons. I gotta do something. And nobody did anything. And I don't resent them for it, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard for me to, I just wonder why. And it's like, yeah, I know people don't be having the means, but it's just like, was I not good enough to to try? Or maybe if somebody somewhere along the line had told me, hey, you're amazing, I, but, you know, I'm, I really, really wish we could do this for you. Just some kind of acknowledgement would have worked, you know. And that that would it would probably make I would feel so different today if that happened. But it's something I struggle with so much, and it, it's not just in music. It's all around. I I struggle with feeling good enough. I never feel good enough ever. Ever ever ever. ever. And that's why when it does come to music and I feel that way, it, it hurts even more because that's the one thing that I'm supposed to be good at. And I think that is why I I have this mental competition with every other person in the room when when I realize I'm in a room of singers. And this is something I don't ever discuss with anybody more than my best friend. When I, I come into a room and there's a there's other singers and I immediately, and I hear them sing, and I, I'm immediately comparing myself. And I'm a lot of the time telling myself I'm the best singer in the room. And I'm like, oh, you I don't, and it doesn't stop me from enjoying them if they are better than me, and I also have no problem admitting when somebody's better than me. But it's like, as soon as I hear some somebody's not as good as me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm still the best singer in the room. But <laughs> it's it, I, and I, I don't know why I get that way. But I mean, hey, I'm keeping it to myself. I'm not spewing this type of hatred out. I'm not saying this bitch can't sing. I also have very sensitive ears. Like I, I, I can catch. Off notes, pitchiness, but not. I'm not talking about with other people. I'm more. I catch it with myself more than anybody. Like I'm. Like I always say, I'm very self aware. But um, I. I. It's just hard. It's hard. Like I just this is something I that has followed me for a long time. And like I used to I had I had I sat my ex down one day and when he and I had a conversation. This one we were still together, this was like probably 2012. Yeah, this was early. And I told him about my issue of and this is the crazy part. This is before it even started to spiral into what it became. This is before like So at that point, so when all this shit did hit the fan, it was like he already knew. But it's like at the same time. You don't. You can tell somebody your backstory, but that don't make them responsible for not doing not fault not 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 doing the same shit. You know, not falling into that thing. Because it's like I don't expect you to be thinking of my life story when you're doing X Y Z. But basically, we, he and I had a conversation. I was literally giving him an explanation for every school year of my life where I was not good enough for somebody from kindergarten where. Um the girl I had a crush on was she didn't want to like she ain't want she wasn't fucking with your boy. She like when it came to nap time and stuff when we would lay down I remember I had a towel that had my name on it it said Charles W Cleat Jr. First of all I had a hole in it. They my mom and dad played me. But anyway, they gave me a towel with a hole in it. They say I'm hopeless like a towel with a hole in it. Um that I was laying down on And she She ain't wanna fuck with me She ain't She wouldn't even like Lay next to me and shit So she wanted to lay next to him His name was Trey She would lay next to Trey And talk to Trey And Also My other best friend His name was Shamari Yep I'm saying names I mean I ain't get no last names But um, His name was Shamari And he Used to ask for kisses In the bathroom They'd be on the cheek But he'd be like Where's my kiss big brother And he'd give me a kiss on the cheek And i kiss on the cheek And that was something that would only happen in the bathroom. And out in the rest of the school, like when it'd be lunchtime and stuff, um, he wasn't fucking with me either. Like, I remember I tried to sit with him at lunch one day, and he was like, don't sit next to me, doo-doo head. I'm like, you know, when you a five-year-old, doo head hurt. That shit hurt. I was like, damn, why I gotta be a doo head? What the fuck I do. So, it just went on from there. And then, First grade, let me see. What happened in first grade? I think it was another situation with a girl. Same thing for second grade. It's like similar situations. Oh, second grade. Yeah, the girl I was like in a... It's so weird to say in a relationship with. The girl, I can't say dating either. The girl I was in a relationship with, her name was Carissa. And she like, was... It was scandals back then. She was like, I can't. It's so funny because I'm trying to use adult terms, but we weren't adults. I'm like, she was messing with. I want to say she was messing with another dude, but like, we're fucking seven. What does that even mean? But um, yeah, there was a boy in the class, and oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, there was a girl that I liked, and she liked me, but she also liked another boy, and it was a. We used to like basically fight over her. Yo, I can't believe this is a real thing. We just like genuinely, and the whole class knew. And she was, she was interesting. That's what I'll say about her. Anyway, yeah, so that used to happen. Obviously, she ended up choosing him more, more likely than me. There was one day she like chose me, but then she also wasn't all the way there. But then in like third grade, my bet this girl so me and this girl was best friends and I actually still follow her on Instagram she and I kind of stayed in contact but um I liked her a lot and then we ended up like dating and then it was this other boy she like basically left quote unquote left me for her. and then he was like playing with her pussy under the table I'm like dude we're in the third grade and I was so put off by that I was just like shocked I told the teacher I was like, well, I'm not going to say anything exactly, but I was like, Dakota is under the table and Kiana's laughing and like, you know, I just, I I was, ooh. Jesus. um, Fourth grade. <laughs> I need a moment because that was some shit. um, Fourth grade. What happened in fourth grade? Mm, there was another Charles, first of all. So I had to deal with, I did also dealt with that in like, Second grade So that was another issue I had When it was somebody else with the same name Um, No, fourth grade Oh, fourth grade, same thing happened Same girl Except it was a different dude And he was also my best friend So the three of us were best friends But she liked him And, uh, you know, I was all I was super jealous Because the three of us were like really, really, really close But And then she, uh, yeah In fifth grade, fifth grade was, it took a break from it being like a romantic thing. And it was more about me and being intelligent. So my teacher, I had a best friend and he was, he's white. He was very, he's very, very, very intelligent. I think I still got him as a friend on Facebook, but he's super intelligent and, um, I had a teacher who didn't know how to spread the compliments around, and she would just, like, blow so much smoke up his ass. And it bothered me because, you know, I was looked at— she would say she was complimenting me about my intelligence and stuff at first, too. But then it just—it was all focused on him. It was just all him. It was all him. It was all him. It was all him. It was all Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. So— I just was like, well, shit, what the fuck about the rest of us? And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, Tom, his scores were this, and he did that. But then, you know, I'm like, the rest of us did really good, too, especially me. I'm like, well, shit, I, my score was, like, third behind his, so it's really good. But, you know, I and by the end of that year, I was damn near cussing the teacher out. <laughs> and this is a teacher I'm really, I'm, like, kind of close with. I got her as a friend on Facebook and stuff. Like, she and I, she was, like, one of my favorite teachers by the end of the year. Like, you know, we, we got through that, but that's still something that, that bothered me. And in sixth grade, that was when I. It was a combination of all the things I had experienced. There was a girl that I had feelings for. A, so this is a girl I had liked her since like fourth grade. So this is I. I consider her my first love, the first girl that I, I. I could say I loved. First person I say I loved. I wrote a my, the first poem I wrote. I wrote about her. It was called Scared. Okay, it goes. I'm scared to express my love. You're as sweet as a dove. Your face is such a beautiful view. Do you love me the way I love you? I want you to be mine. There is a shrine of you in my heart. And a part is something I never want us to be. So when I finally get the nerve to come to you, will you turn away from me? I remember. I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, so I wrote that poem about her. And, um, she Long story short, she ended up dating my best friend. And this is when I mentioned a few weeks ago having best friends Or having a best friend and a girl that I liked bonding over the fact that they both their grandparents hate white people. Or excuse me, both their grandparents hate black people. And just, there. I remember I destroyed a project I was working on because I was so mad. My teacher let me stand in the room by myself. I think she knew what was going on too. And that is my favorite teacher. I have her as a friend on Facebook as well. I tell her all the time when I get a chance to, I'm like, you changed my life. And because of her, sometimes I think about being a a sixth grade teacher. I realize how pivotal sixth grade is. In a, in a child's life. Sixth grade really does. Sixth grade really changed me. That was when I started writing poetry. Um, we had somebody come in and teach us poetry and how to write, and you know, that was when I started falling in love with poetry. For real. Like I'd already I had already written songs, like maybe two years prior, I've been writing songs, but that was what really got me in writing poetry. And then so I could continue on with the examples, but When it goes to 7th grade, 7th grade is essentially when high school started for me. So that's when I started in the building that I graduated from. Middle school wasn't really a thing. 7th grade and 8th grade, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th were all in the same building. So 7th grade was essentially the beginning of high school for me. And... The the just just and you can still imagine just it, it continued to happen. I was by the time I got to seventh grade, we were all in uniform, so it didn't really matter about my clothing, but maybe the shoes. Um, you know, they always they still found ways. I they still found ways to minimize people. You know, I, I felt small. I was never. I still was not good enough then. You know, I definitely wasn't good enough. Then. I hardly knew anybody. I knew one person, and. The per- one person I knew She and I became best friends But it's so funny that all this is coming up now Because these are all sporadic thoughts That popped into my head throughout the week So it's all tying together now It was almost like I was foreshadowing this conversation But um, There was a moment She called me a faggot in front of everybody and, and loudly in class And I don't even think the teacher checked her And that was probably one of the most Embarrassing things I ever experienced and The most hurtful things I've Ever experienced in my life And I've been thinking about that all this week And this is the same girl who recently told me About how fine I am And she's like damn She wish she would have turned me out back then Or something And I just was like Please Fucking please Like she We're cool now and stuff But I don't think she ever realized That moment And how much that moment hurt me That shit really Like thinking about that now That shit is devastating to me But Again So as you can see I I have trauma I've been talking for minutes. I'm looking down at the counter and I'm like, damn, I should have taken a break and moved on to another topic by now. And your bitch got trauma. And this is something I'm working through. You know, I get the gears moving. I talk about it. That helps. But it just don't help when it follows you into every aspect of your life. And the, that that's what makes it so crazy to me. It's like you want to tell yourself okay it's just all in my head or it's just my anxiety it's just my depression but when i have genuine examples of each of i have genuine examples of that happening i have an, a specific example to match this situation and it's a an ongoing trend from the age of 5 even before that, I didn't even have to start with school, you know, before that when I was, you know, when you first experienced being the baby in the family and then another child was born. Like my little cousin is 3 years younger than me and he and I were like inseparable. He was like, we was like, you know, best friends kind of, but his family had more money so he got everything that I wanted. And the thing is he wanted things because I wanted them, so a lot of the time he would get them and I wouldn't because my mom ain't not have as much money as his mom did. So I'd be like, "The fuck? I'm like, damn." he and he got and that was another thing i think why I was so like jealous of and, and upset that I never got like training for anything because he got he was enrolled in all the sports he played every single sport he did drama he did i think he did some acting i think he did drama he did um uh what was i gonna say what was it what is he, he he was on a he was on a billboard. He was he had violin training, like he I don't even know what he does now. I'm like, you he did so much as a kid, and I don't know what he even does now. He should be about ready to graduate, yeah, he he's, I don't know if he graduated. I don't even know what the fuck he does. I don't know where he works. I don't think he's playing sports he did they did all that, and I'm like, what is he doing now, and that's not shade or anything. I just wonder what the fuck he's doing now, but honestly, like there was at some point I felt like he was going to become a star before I could. I probably would have killed myself as a kid i I mean that I probably. Would have taken my own life had that happened because it. See, at some point, it seemed like it. He had a public access. He had his own. He had his own public access show. And it's funny because I never got to see it. My family did. Other people got. To, I never got to actually see it. But he had his own public access show. It was only one episode because they never went back to do it. But yeah, he he had everything, and I just I had nothing. It seemed not even support. Not even anybody saying, oh, yeah, you you crazy. You know, I got it at school sometimes. I got laughed at by my brothers for singing Ashanti and sounding like a girl. You know, like, so it's just like I've never been good enough. It's like I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning to try to be good enough to myself. But And then you fast forward to 2019, and, you know, I can't even listen to I don't think y'all know what I go through to like to record, post a video. It would be videos that don't get like any attention anyway. But I go through so much to post a fifteen a fifteen second video of me singing a Mariah song. Like you should see, I should post start posting the screenshots of what it looks like in my camera roll. How many tries it took me to get it right? I'm so it's not even. I'm hard on myself. I just I I. It's not. It don't be good enough. And that's where I am with my music and. It just don't be good enough for me. I listen to these recordings. And I think what happened was I listened to Men Period. And I'm really apologetic in advance for this statement because I know Cameron is going to kill me. But Men Period. And that was the song I believed in the most. Men Period is not good enough. And it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks last night. Maybe this wasn't last night, but maybe it was. It might have been. I think it was. But it hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. I said, oh my God, I hear it. The song is not good enough. And I already, I've already known about the imperfections, known about the imperfections in that recording anyway, but I was like, it just could have been so much better. I went to that studio and that was the, that was the song I spent the least on. That whole first half of the song, I sang one time. And I went to smoke weed with them, so it makes sense as to why the song wasn't amazing. I, I I put more effort into the second half of the song, but by then some of that I was high for it. So some of that, some of the auto tune saved me. Not like auto tuning to auto tune my vocals, but the auto tune to give it that that feel in the second half of the song. But it's just. The song, the song I wanted to believe, the song I felt like I believed in the most was not good enough. The, the song that's like the best mixed on the album is still not perfect enough for me. So it's just like, when do I get get a, a good product? I spend all this money recording and it's just like, when does it happen? So I have yet, and I also realized this morning as I booked, because I booked time at another studio that I've been really excited to record in. Um, it's, I'm finally going to be recording with somebody black. I've been recording music since like 2013, 2014, 2014, yes, because that's when I recorded blind. Um, I've been recording music like, like, well, technically I've been recording music since like 2009, but I've been recording music in studios since 2014, and ain't none of them people been black. There was one, out of this whole entire equation, there has been one black person that has sat in the studio while I recorded, and that was when I recorded Men Period. And he wasn't mixing he was just kind of there so i don't even know if i have a conclusion for this 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 conversation i just i just know that that's what i deal with with not being good enough and i hope that uh you can find it in your heart to be good enough for yourself Because I am still struggling. And for once, I have no... I have no answers. Because this is deeply rooted in me. And I just feel... Small. And like, I don't matter. You know? It just plays into how I've always felt about just kind of being there. I used to feel as though I would have to die to get people's attention. And sometimes I still feel that way. I can matter to myself, but it's like we we try to say that all we need is just to love ourselves. And that's true, but you can't nothing can replace attention, love, adoration, adulation from other people. It's like we try to act like it's not what we really want. We don't seek it. We don't crave it. Yes, the fuck we did. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be loved by in in some capacity by somebody at least at least one other person. Or oh, hey, maybe it is just me. Maybe I just want to be the center of attention. But that's just something that uh. I'm struggling deeply with and I hope to hope to find the answers someday. I hope to And it's crazy because I don't even feel like I get to the point where as far as that issue goes, it feels resistant to therapy. I don't feel like a therapist can tell me anything regarding that. Like I know where it comes from. Maybe maybe I have to forgive. Maybe I'm maybe I am holding it against my family and I haven't forgiven them. But there was just so many, I tried, I started to try to take things upon myself and just, I was going to, I started writing music. I was going to like record myself singing and mail it to record labels. Like I didn't know what to do. I was going to try so hard. And then, and that's why I just don't think people understand why I love Tyena so much. That show really fueled me. It really is my, the the best thing that ever happened to me. Like that show fueled me so much. I'm still going to get that Tyena logo tattoo. I just don't know when, but it's happening. I want to be high while it happens, but they say you can't be high because it makes you bleed more. So, And that's a big-ass tattoo. That's going to take a while. And it's got color to it. It's probably going to hurt more. But I know exactly where I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it like my arm, my upper arm. But anyway, I need a break. I feel like y'all need a break too after uh, all that. So I'm going to go do some soul searching. And I will be right back With some more conversation I didn't expect this conversation to drag out so long So I'm like, I might just come back and be talking about music So hey, you But I, I have to talk about this other topic It might not take as long But yes, I will be right the fuck back Yesterday. Okay, yeah, I didn't make it. <laughs> I was, I, while I was editing that song down, I definitely started to cry. Ugh. It gets me every fucking time. Like, I was singing along and it just started to hit me. <sighs> Man, that song really is special to me. It just it tied in so many like things I love like you know I loved Rugrats I love Nickel anything Nickelodeon really like I was gung ho for Nickelodeon and then like I loved Maya and like Black Street was cool but it was more because I loved Maya like I really I really did love Maya I loved any R and B like girl at that time with a song that I knew so like I loved Brandy and Monica and Maya and Aliyah so they was like you know just all favorites back then but uh. I really did love some fucking... That was like really... I think that started my love affair with Maya because there was that and then um, like Best of Me came out and of course I liked it and stuff. But once Kesa the X came out, oh baby, I was in love. I loved Maya so much. Like I remember I bought Fear of Flying even though I had it snatched from me by my mother because she made me give it to my sister because they listened to it in the car and it was just... Was too too inappropriate for me, I guess I still, I don't think, I, no I did I was gonna say, have I ever listened to that album in full? Yeah, I did, but um, That's beside the point So what I wanted to discuss was I basically decided to condense it Not for time purposes, but just because I realized It was all the same thing um, Workplace conversations And how detrimental They can be uh, So it, it They're too like that's the, the, the general basis of it. Then there are two subsectors, subcategories. So first, which gets on my nerves first more. Okay, so dealing with toxic, I don't even know if I mentioned this before, but the, the, the phrase toxic masculinity is, is used a lot. And it may even be overused, but it's overused for a goddamn reason. That's like <clears throat> when someone tells me something is cliche, use it as cliche for a reason. So that may be a cliche now, but toxic masculinity runs rampant, so that's why. The thing is, it's always existed, but once we found a phrase for it, that's why that phrase is being overused, because it's so prevalent wherever the fuck you go. And now that we have a phrase for it, we're acknowledging it. So don't stop using it, because people saying you're using it too much. That's just because it's real. So, let me take a sip of water before I start to Give me a second. Okay, so... I have somebody who I work with, who is not a coworker per se. He is an owner of one of the agencies, and he's a very. It's, it's funny because he's actually like, okay, so I work for an agency group, right? It's a company. The company owns essentially owns like four agencies, and then there are the agent owners. So he is one of the agent owners, but like, as a customer service rep, I can help people who's under any one of those agencies. He's one of the agency owners. He just happens to be in the office with me. And he's my favorite, actually, of all the agency owners because he is very helpful. Very, very helpful. Very. And, um, you know... It's hard when people aren't fucking helpful. And he, he does a great job. He answers questions for me and he doesn't like dodge policyholders because, you know, what I've realized is that basically, I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. Essentially, you will never speak to your actual agent unless you really like really fighting to get to your agent. And that's definitely the case with the other three or four agents that we have. You ain't ever speaking to them. Especially one of them Like, my manager was out of town And, um, well, she, she's back now She'll be back at work tomorrow it Was in El Salvador And one of the ones that I'm not really uh, fun, Well, one of the ones I do not like I'm not even going to say I'm not really fond of one. The guy, the one I don't like He, um, <clears throat> you know We were kind of asking for his help And we thought he was going to help us And somebody reached out to him He said, no, I'm 100% sales I'm like, you selfish bastard That's going to come back to you, though It's definitely going to come back to his ass, but thankfully he's not in the office with me anymore because he's also um, a little toxic, but not as much as the guy I'm referring to. So he will say stuff like, okay, so perfect example. My manager bought uh, some soap, some really nice uh, hand soap in the bathroom, and it's a set with soap and lotion, and it smells mad good. Shut your children up in this goddamn hallway. Anyway, it smelled amazing. And he used it one day and was like, oh yeah, it's safe to say that soap is not for us guys. <laughs> and I, anytime he even says anything like that, I don't even acknowledge it. I don't even look his way. So he says stuff like that. He'll say stuff like, What the fuck else did he say recently? He says some shit like. He says pause a lot, first of all, which is irritating. First of all, it's not 2010. He says that shit a lot. And I'm just like, uh, nigga, get the fuck on somewhere. You wouldn't know in. But that's just who he is, I guess. What else does he say a lot? Just, you know, it's just little things like that. You know, if, if I had to document them, if I had to write them down, I'd be upset. So I try to block most of it out because he is... A fairly decent guy And he's very helpful So But dealing with that shit Is a, such a fucking headache Cause it's always something And he's like a big muscular beefy dude And like Okay he's very nice But Like we were talking about Jill Scott the other day And he was saying something about um, She needs a real African man Cause he's African She's a real African man because the men that she was with couldn't handle her. And talking about women who like to be told to shut the fuck up. You know, like, stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm like, nigga, are we really having this conversation right now? I'm going to HR. I, ironically, our HR person is one of the other agency owners. So, I don't even I don't even know if our company, the like, the overall company, company has HR to begin with. But, um... Yeah, our HR guy. And he does HR not even... I don't even think it matters in the sense of, like, doing HR as far as, like, personal comfortability and stuff. He does, like, the time sheets, insurance shit. Like, he does that aspect of HR. As far as, like, real HR, real human resources, real human relations, I don't think he even gives a flying fuck about that, but... You know, that's beside the point. And it'd be the, most, the HR niggas, that'd be the most uh, unprofessional anyway. That's how I was in my last job. We went forever without having one. And we hired an HR girl, and she was just unprofessional as shit. But it was cool. I've come to realize that. I think we realize as adults now, especially this day and age, that no job is professional like that. And I think it's because it, it protects personal comfortability. It's just unfortunate that some people take it too far. But as far as, like, professionalism, it's not what it used to be. So I do I do appreciate that about the workplace in 2019 is that everybody's a lot more relaxed. But it just is definitely not what we once believed it was. Everybody's not, like, you know, everybody don't have a stick up their ass. Like, we curse all the time and talk about personal lives and, you know, like, get rides home from my man. My manager gives me rides home and shit, so, like. When I worked for LaserQuest, that was like a no no. Even though all my managers have had given me rides home at different times, that was not something that they wanted <laughs> to happen. They did not want that. That was not a thing. So, but again, you know, no job is really completely 100%. Um. PC, but that's a problem though. But see, that is the problem. And then you start to run into the other subsector of, Workplace conversations Specifically for me Is music conversations And I came to I tweeted this too The other day That I realized Music conversations Are 10 times worse Than any other conversation You can have at work Especially if you are If you're somebody Who listening to this Then you are 9 times out of 10 A music person like me Like Not just a person Who likes music But you know I know you probably From Twitter Like we're We're a separate Section of people You know we like Music is our thing like you're basically a stand, is what I'm saying. Like so, when stand world has to come off of Twitter and 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 in social media, specifically Twitter, when you have to bring your stanisms off of Twitter into the, your everyday life, because let's be real, when when the, the people we stand for, that's a part of our everyday life. Like, I don't just, like, oh, stand for Mariah to tweet about it on Twitter. Like, Mariah is, I'm not, I didn't, yeah, I just paid $300 to see her in concert. That's my life. Like, I'm going to see her in a few hours. Like, that's not just me being on Twitter. Like, the stand shit be, like, is is our real life. So, you got to take that shit to work with you. And you got to deal with, you know, the things people say about, not even just the people you love, but people, anybody. Like, Michael Jackson, for example. Especially now. It's like, oh god, let's not even talk about it Let's not, don't even bring him up And you know, I'm, I'm in, in charge of the music Surprise, at work I've been in charge for music At my like, last Two, three, four, five jobs, four or five jobs Like, it's, it's just been a thing They might as well just put that in my job description And pay me a little extra for it But anyway, of course Michael Jackson is all up And through my playlist, because Who's canceling Michael Jackson? Not me Not the fuck I Said Lieber Green, but anyway it's wild because, you know, um, I think, what it was it, Rock With You came on? And one of my coworkers, uh, she sits like next to me. She's like, oh, my God, I could never listen to this song the same. And I wanted to say, why? I wanted to angrily be like, why, bitch? But I didn't. I just, I let her cook. I But I ignored her. That's how I fucking deal with that. I just ignore it because I want them to realize that they should shut the fuck up without me having to say shut the fuck up. So if I just completely, and it's not like an ignore it and keep talking to you. I ignore it and like turn back to what the fuck I was doing. Like I, I like, I almost put a wall up. It's real icy. It's an icy ignoring situation. Like, but, and then it's like, I have, so far that's been the only, as far as music conversations that I've had to deal with in the office. But, and I thought when I mentioned Mariah that that was going to happen, now, I was gonna have to swing on somebody, but I didn't. I didn't. I'm very, I'm very happy for that. So, they have a little bit of class. I didn't have to punch nobody's lights out. But, and it's not, but see, that's the thing. It's not even just work. When you take the music stand conversations elsewhere, people who just don't really understand, especially when it comes to somebody like Mariah, who people only see those videos that it's unfortunate. Okay, so there are lots of videos that go stand world viral and then they creep out into. Local Twitter, as people call it, or the you know, it creeps out into the locals, period, and it even spreads to Facebook. And of course, every bad moment that Mariah has had has seeped from Stan Twitter out to the locals, and the locals know about all the bad moments, of course. But the good moments only go viral through Stan Twitter, they'll get like a couple thousand retweets, if that, maybe 559 retweets or something. And just be amongst the stands and it won't spread outside of Stan Twitter or Stan World. And so people out there in the, the locals, the locals genuinely think that Mariah cannot sing anymore. And I, that is something I'm always dealing with. I'm like, you stupid bitch, I will fucking break your face. Like, I just, I don't even like to. And it's crazy because it's like, I'm not gonna. Not proudly stand in my stanisms Like I'm gonna be like Yes that's my bitch The fuck I love Mariah very much She's an amazing vocalist In 1990 and 2019 What's really the fuck good So it's just like But it's draining It's draining to deal with people Who think they know what they're talking about And that's where it arises In the workplace as well So it's just like Do you ignore people? Do you correct them? Sometimes I'll work to fact check it I'll pull out a video receipt but I don't really have the time to be doing that always, you know? It's just like I don't I don't care to change your opinion. I don't. Your opinion is always going to be wrong. And that's that on that. And so it's workplace conversations. Just be careful what you choose to engage in and decide if it's worth it. If it's worth getting your blood pressure up, if you're working with the kind of people who's, Whose opinions you can or want to change If you are able to If that's something you want to do Just really take a second and evaluate If that's something you really want to discuss there Because most of the time, it ain't Most of the time, it ain't But yeah, that's uh, that on that And uh, I'm going to take another break And I will be right the fuck back With some entertainment talk This is about to be a long ass episode Because there's a long, maybe... The entertainment stuff Won't be that long But that list is kind of long It depends on how long It takes me to talk about uh, You know Each bit So You know We shall see But I definitely see it being Probably one of my longest episodes But that's okay right Y'all love me Okay Be right back Hold on a me know who this What's up, why you wanna see me down? You should give up, I've been calling on my nigga just to Lift up, think I want me, I know that you're good Lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up I'm gonna win regardless, whether I work the hardest mostly I you to garbage, I'm a starving artist I'm so sorry darling, don't mean to be rude Stepping on your shoes, I just made the moves I ain't even getting, why they want me getting all right, lovely people. Welcome back to the Libra Green Show. I have returned. If you're unfamiliar, that was a Tierra Whack, whom of which I will be discussing shortly. That was Gloria. I feel like I discussed her before, but it's like I can never just, dis- I can fucking never discuss Tierra Whack too much. Like, anyway, I'll have her in a second. I just want to remind you that, um, you know, my scalp is being removed I'm gonna go see Mariah this evening, so my scalp will be uh, sizzling, inflamed, burned off, uh, snatched from me. However, she's going to decide to remove my scalp, but you know I'm gonna kiss my scalp goodbye as I know it because oh hell I'm I, I feel like I should I should be there now already. Like I'm scared. I'm I'm like oh my god I'm gonna miss the show. The show fucking starts at like eight. It's it's like one fucking o'clock. And I'm just like, like anyway. So there's that. Definitely have to mention that again. Um, so there's apparently a Jesse Smollett update. Um, if you don't know, I'm sure everybody knows. So it's like, obviously, I'm not gonna present it like I'm presenting news. I'm gonna just give my take on, you know, obviously his charges being dropped. Um I'm glad that so many of us decided to shut the fuck up on it and just kind of let it play out. Um, shout out to him for them. Shout out to them for dropping them charges. Not really shout out to them, but shout out to you know that situation being. <laughs> apparently, it's not over. Um, I'm glad the charges were dropped. Uh, I'm glad he believes that uh, whatever he believes. I'm glad that the charges were dropped, and hopefully he can move forward with his life. And uh, I hope they don't. I don't know why people people still think he's getting fired from Empire. I'm like, they're not firing that nigga. The show might be canceled, but um, it's like the ratings aren't what they used to be, but what the fuck else are people watching Fox for, other than like 911? What other shows can you name that's on Fox that are like extremely popular? Don't worry, I'll wait. Okay, so. I don't see them uh, getting rid of him or that show. They would be kind of kind of stupid, I think. Although, it would make sense for them to get rid of it just because the show has been like spiraling out of control and I feel like it's had more than one jumping the shark moment, so that wouldn't surprise me, but and I know the ratings aren't what they were, but they still to me from what I've seen it's still pretty strong, but it's whatever. I just find it outrageous that people are so bent out of shape about it. When there are so many other things that they need to be worried about And I don't mean us people I don't mean the public I mean like literal actual officials Including the fucking president of the United States Are you seriously worried about this? When you could be worried about literally anything else that's going on in this country Everything else are y'all worried about some fucking Jesse Smollett his charges being dropped? Because he may or may not have lied? Lo- like what? What planet are y'all on? What fucking planet do you live in or live on? Clearly not this one, clearly you don't live in America So in that case, don't be worried about anything that has anything to do with America If you ain't gonna worry about shit else, if you ain't gonna worry about more important shit Don't worry about anything in America Move your ass, move, move to another planet Because I I just I don't get it I Oh I get it I get it get it But like I don't I don't understand Like what what would, what would How What do you have to say For yourself It's like I know in my mind Why you are the way you are Why you're being the way you are Because you're racist Of course But what do you have to say For yourself How do you defend that That's what I would like to know But All in all The man is free He went back to work He's minding his business um, hopefully this doesn't ruin his career, et cetera, et cetera. Chicago the police department is full of shit anyway, and this proved that. And always and this and if this didn't prove it, there were things the things before <sighs> so many things that take place before that prove this. So it's just like, no. No. Anyway, speaking of Jesse and Empire. And Lee Daniels, we have our Star update. So, this week on Star, let me try to refresh it from memory. Um, You got Star finally about to get the fuck out of jail. And that big bitch, well she's not really a big bitch. Sorry for all my big bitches listening, I love y'all. Because that wasn't meant that way at all. That dumb bitch Gonna beat her ass like, damn on her way out, don't I'm I'm hoping she still Gets out Cause usually when somebody beats your ass, I mean then it get started, like, swing on her first But that's just because she knew what was up But, I mean, she beat her ass Pretty bad I mean, pretty fucking bad, Star really fucking took a beating So, I don't know What her health is gonna be like on this next episode And then, the whole Thing with uh, Alex and Gigi Like Gigi's jealousy Has been like out of this world. But I get it Cause you know Her artistry really ain't there And it's funny Cause they do really act like She only has one song And it's bossy <laughs> And it made me laugh They had a listening party And she put the headphones on And it was fucking bossy playing and I was like bruh Y'all supposed to get this girl Some new music And then when they do give her A new song It's not even an actual song I don't even know if that was Supposed to really be like Acknowledged as a song or if that's just supposed to be like a dream sequence or like a, a daydream. Because the song was great. Recipe. The song is wonderful. I put it on my playlist. Kiki sound amazing. Sounds wonderful. She's been acting her ass off, doing a great job on the show. Like I was saying earlier, I really do hope they extend her character the same way they did Brandy. I mean, Brandy's in the fucking title credits. Like, it comes on and it literally says Brandy Norwood as Castle. Like, like, that's amazing. So I'm hoping they bump Kiki's character up a bit That would be wonderful But I don't know I really hope they do Like I enjoy her character on the show I enjoy everybody on the show All the additions they made Like when they added Luke James And it seems like they They added like all these people on at once It was like Luke James And then it was like Kiki And then it was like um um Lance Gross, And then it was like They were all like popping up together at the same time And it seemed like it was a lot happening And then Elijah Blake Who Um Elijah Blake? Is that the Elijah? I always get him confused with Elijah. What's the other Elijah that's famous that be doing music? It's not even Elijah Blake, is it? Why do I always do that to them? I'm so sorry, guys. I don't mean to confuse my black brothers. You guys are green. Elijah Kelly. Shit. I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that, Elijah Kelly. I mean, Elijah Blake is not somebody who's a horrible creature. Elijah Blake is actually a fantastic artist, singer, songwriter. So, you know, you're in good company. But Elijah Kelly, at least at least I was able to clock that I was wrong immediately. But, you know, you knew Elijah Kelly, and of course he was killed off. But, you know, there's a lot of people on the show. Lee Daniels is good for that, but it all just, it works out. Because, you know, Quincy's still on the show, and, you know... It just But it just seems to work out very well as far. I mean, Megan Good was on the show. But, um, I mean, Cynthia was just in the last. Shout out to Cynthia Bailey Eyewear. She was on the last episode. And I believe she popped up on there before. But as far as, like, uh, Gigi's character, Kiki's character as Gigi, I really enjoy her. Hopefully they have her on there more, give her more music. And if anything, it could just be because Kiki's always doing something else. And she's very busy doing, like, other projects. And she's on music, as you heard earlier. Um, but the storyline is—they could do a lot with that, and they could really, you know, I don't know what direction they're taking her character in now. After she had her aunt commit, had that like dramatic ass suicide in the middle of the party like that, and that was so rapid—like it took her two seconds to decide she wanted to do that. I'm like, damn, that was quick. I mean, it don't. Let me put that in there as a disclaimer. As somebody who has contemplated committing suicide, it takes nothing. It go, It can go from zero to 60 in two seconds. So let me throw that out there. I am aware of that. But it just was so quick. Like, all of a sudden, she was on the damn floor with a bullet in her head. But um, I hope that doesn't uh, mean the end for it. Kiki's character, Gigi. But um, hopefully they turn that around. What else is going on? Oh, the uh, story with Simone. They, they're letting, so, so far, Simone's looks... Like her look has changed so much between the last two seasons and she just looks so good now. Like she really looks like, like a, a, a her look is like very chic and it's not so um, baggy and like just kind of whatever as it was kind of previously. Her looks are very, very esteemed and they just like her hair be cute and she be wearing like little dresses and shit. But her looks are very, very cute and I love it. Really, She's so grown now. Her character, is, yeah, they got they gave her a few chances to shine, and like the, the song with her and Luke is really dope, really fucking dope. And then there's that whole part of the storyline, Um the damn baby, and Luke, um, fucking well Noah taking these fucking drugs, and I'm just like, he's clearly getting addicted to them, and I need Star to be out and to take care of this baby like asap. So like. If he's gonna sink his ship, which I don't want him to sink that ship, but if he gonna sink his ship, let him sink his own ship, because I need that baby to not end up in somebody's police custody. But, not police custody, but not in in the custody of, like, the state. And then uh, Carlotta's returning next episode, I guess. Did she return this past episode? I don't even remember. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen her on an episode, but... Is that And then uh, Oh this whole situation With Cassie And You know Wanting to take out Homeboy But you know We'll we'll see where that goes It's an interesting Storyline And you know I love Cassie I love Brandy as Cassie Like the character Is amazing It's so funny And uh, you know Yeah shout out to Star It's my favorite show On television right now Especially uh, Especially while I wait For all my other favorites To return as well I mean How to Get away With Murder Just ended So that'll be a minute Um, Insecure will be back this summer So, you know And I mean, by the time Star is over And then Insecure By the time Insecure is back Star will have long been over Is basically what I was gonna say But, you know, shout out to that And uh, that's that on that Moving on Um, Sierra Super C Seezus As I often call her Dropped um, A new song and uh, so, I really have to sit and think about how I, what I want to say. So I love Sierra, right? I have a I have what seems like a love hate relationship with her, but ultimately I love Sierra. I want the best for her always. And that includes the best music for her. And I don't know if it's her ear for music or does she need to get a good A&R on the record or something. But, I mean, I'm all for people recording what they want to record. But, oh, it just, why? This song she dropped is just, honestly, on the first listen, I got through 18 seconds and I turned it right the fuck off. I was like, oh, absolutely not. I know she did not. I know she fucking lying to me. Pop Sierra is just not my favorite. It just don't be right. Like, Love, Sex, love sex Magic was good, Pop Sierra. Dance Like We're Making Love was superb, Pop Sierra. That was superb, Pop Sierra. Unfortunately, it was produced by fucking Dr. Fluke, so there's that. But that song was immaculate. I'm like, if she don't pop, that's the record, the lane I like to see her in. But she seems like she's happier than ever, so that's great. But that music, that's... Okay, so Level Up was a bop. That was cool. And that grew on me. Uh Dose. Dose was a pretty good record. Um uh, That Freak Me song. Uh I like that one. That one was cute. It just that song is it was kind of weak to me. It was cute. Uh the greatest love song she put out. Um eh, I had to re-listen to it again. That one's interesting, but it's it was again, it was just kind of weak. But this song is by far the worst of the bunch. And then she put the track list out for her album Beauty Marks, which I wasn't a fan of the cover, but you know it's okay. I'm not really harped on the cover. She put out the track listing. I saw there's a feature from Kelly Rowland, which is awesome. Uh, she's on the song called "Girl Gang." I hope y'all can't hear my stomach in the background because it's definitely got something to say. Um, but then there's like a Macklemore feature, and it's just like, uh, okay, that's interesting. Wouldn't be my first choice for a feature, but you know, um, you know, hey. Sierra gotta do what she gotta do Uh, Hey, she gotta do what the fuck she gotta do i literally scratching my head at that My head's actually itching But yeah, um, you know, shout out to that, I guess And uh, that's really all for that I just, hopefully the rest of the album is good At this point, we've heard five songs from her 11-track album That's roughly half of it So I'm hoping the rest of the songs are better I don't know We shall see. Moving on to other dancing assholes. Normani. So Normani is, you know, the opening act on Ariana Grande's, uh, what is it, Sweetener tour or whatever. And she's been fucking killing it. Amazing. You know, people have been, of course, um, punching her down for her striking similarity to Beyonce's performance style. And... What I have to say about that is, shut the fuck up. Okay, Normani is very much influenced by, and she has like four Rihanna covers she does as well. So she Rihanna is, Rihanna and Beyonce very much influence Normani, and you know that's just it. That's she's gonna show that, and her performance is. There's nothing wrong with her performance style. And yes, it is similar to Beyonce's, and it's it's cute. She'll find her own thing as she continues to go on. She'll make it more of her own And the thing about it is It's like It's more major To me it's always been More majorette influenced That's what it's similar to And, it, and, and pe- I know y'all have heard that before People always say Beyonce style is like Kind of like how majorettes are And that's you know, And that's that Like it's okay To have a little bit of influence well, Not even a little bit A lot of it Because it's, it's like When somebody brought up the, A very valid point About the Michael Jackson thing These niggas been walking around Impersonating Michael Jackson For years Doing it, the exact dance moves That he does The moonwalk the twists The spins The jumping up on the tiptoes Niggas been doing that shit For years And nobody ever said nothing Genuine used to do that shit All the time Chris Brown Neo Well actually Neo Does get dragged for it Sometimes But Every other uh, Justin Timberlake Every other nameless nigga Who never really made it Past a video Or a tour Or whatever Like Everybody's been Impersonating Michael Jackson Quote unquote For years So it's like This is nothing new under the sun. She's showing her influence. She's just getting started. This is her first tour. Let her fucking cook. She's doing an amazing job, of course. I'm so proud of her. Everybody is proud of her. And I'm just glad that she's not letting it get to her. She's keeping it pushing and just really showing her ass. So major, major love to my girl Normani because... She's doing what very many people don't do and can't do. And that's go the fuck off. So moving on, speaking of Beyonce, last night the NAACP Image Awards was on and Jay-Z was honored with the uh, President's Award and then Beyonce won the Entertainer of the Year Award. I just got to say, that's like the first time I've seen them at a televised award show since, since the Grammys when Lemonade lost. That was, what, 2017? Yeah. And not only that, I'm like, when is the last time they even went to the NAACP? Have they ever gone to the Image Awards? I feel like as Destiny's Child, she probably had. And I feel like when she was solo, when she first, probably for Dangerously in Love era, she probably went. But I don't, I didn't, you know, I'm glad they were there. I hope they didn't, well, in my mind, I'm sure they just went because Jay-Z was being honored. And of course, they was like, well, shit, if she's coming, we got to get Beyonce the Entertainer of the Year award, not that she didn't deserve it, but then again, I mean, Beyonce deserves anything, she's nominated for most times, so, but it was nice to see them there, and she looked so good on TV, like, I was like, oh my god, but so, she got there midway through the the cast, the broadcast, and, you know, like, the audience videos started to surface on Twitter, and... Well, first of all, before I even talk about what I was about to say, fucking Amari, Amari Hardwick. After I saw him win his award, I kind of saw the explanation for probably why this happened. Because he said he wasn't really there mentally because he had like a, a sick child at home or something like that. But he went in for that double kiss with Beyonce and like was too... He kissed really close to her mouth and she made her very uncomfortable. So he's been being dragged for the last 12 hours by... For the last 12, 14 hours by the beehive. So, shout out to his mentions and his comments right now. But yeah, so other audience videos started to roll in, and you know, once he won his award, they started showing her in the audience for different reasons and stuff. And once he, when uh, JC got up there to win his award, they showed her and all that. But I, you know, I guess I fell asleep. And then so I, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes, and I woke up, and the rebroadcast was on. And it, I went on my timeline And I saw she won the fucking award And I was like oh my god I was like did this happen First of all I thought I missed it And it was earlier in the broadcast And I was like wait I turned it, I turned it on like shortly before she arrived And I was like that must have happened When I fell asleep I fell asleep for 10 fucking minutes And then I gave this girl a damn award I was, I was like I missed her on TV I was only asleep for like 10 minutes I missed the whole damn thing It's like shit But you know Whatever. I still saw it like on Twitter and then, you know, there hell it was just on a couple of minutes ago. I think it's probably still on, so I could probably go watch it if if I want to see it that bad, but it's whatever. I'm glad she won that award. She looked amazing. It was nice to see her on TV. Everybody saying she's pregnant again. Look. She might be if she is, congratulations. Cause that's wonderful. Child childbirth is amazing. I know she probably wants a fourth kid, maybe. I don't know if she does, but I mean, I I can see what they were saying. She did look a little, she did have a little bit of pregnancy face, but I ain't going to say she's pregnant. I'm going to just say she looked amazing. So uh, that's that on that anyway. And let's see, what else do we have on my list to talk about? Oh yes, the Lizzo and Missy track, tempo, fire, absolute fire, absolute fucking fire. I love Lizzo so damn much. Like everything she does, everything she stands for, just being herself. The bitch can play the flute. She can sing. She can rap. She's beautiful. Sometimes I feel like I I I might be interested in eating her out. Wow, that wasn't how that sentence was supposed to end. But hey, you know, it, just how it came out. I I might be, yeah. I was actually gonna say eating her ass, but I I don't I don't know which would have been worse for me to say. So. There's that, but Lizzo is an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. I really hope that she continues to take off. What I love the most about Lizzo is, and I hope she's actually getting money for these. Um, her music has been used in so much shit in the last two years movies and like commercials and TV shows, like between Good as Hell. Um, what's the other song? Worship. Is it Worship or Worship Me? That song. Ever since basically um, The Last Barbershop. Movie When Good As Hell was used From that movie And then she performed it on um, The Real And ever since then Her music has just been everywhere So I'm really hoping She's getting like Nice publishing checks From these things Cause that's dope But uh, Tempo is a fly ass track I'm really excited for her album I'm mad because her And Taylor Parks are coming here And the tickets sold out Like instantly Same thing with the Ari Lennox tickets Some Ari Lennox tickets Sold out the same day I had just got paid I was gonna buy some And they fucking sold out why would she be performing? you y'all may not know this because you're not from here or live here. But the nine thirty club is is not a big venue. It's not a big venue. She could have like performed at the Fillmore, Howard Theater, anywhere. Like I'm pissed, but you know I'm glad it sold out. It's great to be able to say you sold out a show. I hope to, I I hope to be able to say the same someday. Someday soon, maybe a year from now. But yes, um, tempo fire ass track. Like the whole shit, the whole shit is fire. Um, oh, we have Sweetie. So, rapper icy rapper Sweetie dropped her EP, and um, she's been doing some freestyle. She did like one was a freestyle, the other one was her rapping a song that's actually on the EP, which sounded it sounded like a trash freestyle at the time. It was her like a double XL freshman list submission. Her pitch and it didn't sound great, but the EP itself is actually really kind of the beats are dope and you know she sounds better on the records. But them freestyle videos, I just need her to probably never do a freestyle again. It make her. It's not even her words. It's her bars that be bad. It make her flow sound weak. If her flow is like tighter, then then bars wouldn't sound so weak. But it it just I just need her to not. Like, there are lots of rappers who never... Free, like, you don't really see Nicki freestyling. It's not that she can't. I don't I mean... I personally don't really know what her freestyle ability is like, but I've never really seen Nicki freestyle. Cardi don't really freestyle. Like, it's okay to not freestyle. Like, I know it, it discounts your rapping ability in a lot of people's minds, but it's okay, like, to go to interviews and be like, hey, um, I don't freestyle. That's okay. Because everybody is... I just feel like it's not fair to hold that against people because... Like, some people just genuinely don't think that fast. Sometimes your brain just don't move that fast. It's like, it would be like somebody asking you to quickly perform an open heart surgery if you're a surgeon. And you'd be like, damn, hold on. Like, I need to think. And I don't know what the fuck somebody's doing, but there's noise and it's annoying. Anyway. It's like, I need to think. I need to, you know, prepare and all this stuff. So, I get it. There are people who are amazing freestylers, and shout out to that. And that's that's fucking amazing and dope as fuck. But, I mean, I even sometimes have some freestyle abilities. I freestyle sing. I sometimes freestyle poetry. Occasionally, I freestyle rap. I I just told them last week. I said, one week, I'm going to freestyle at a a spit that. It's going to be dope as fuck. But, um... The EP is fire Especially the song with her Well She has two songs Quavo Quavo, her boyfriend um, I'm glad I listened Because I liked Icy That was my song uh, my That was a good song um, But yeah Shout out to her Hopefully she just continues to improve And to get better And all this stuff And of course Speaking of female raptresses I want to bring back up The conversation of Tierra Whack Yo, Tierra Whack is so fucking fire Like it's just I'm I just it's it sometimes be an honor to just witness how dope somebody is. And Tierra Wack is one of those people like she's from Philly, of course. Um well not of course, but she's from Philly, if I've never mentioned that before. Um what else about her? She is from Philly. She's she can sing. And um she raps and sings. But her music is so fucking dope. It's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. She really is like a mixture of Missy. She's like a a more lyrical Missy. Like, her style is like similar to Missy's. But it's honestly like Missy's on steroids. And it's, it's almost scary. It's like, and I get that. Like, how Missy... Like, Missy is so... Like, if you watch Missy's early videos, her videos and stuff are so dope that it's, like, out of this world and almost scary, like, how amazing she is. That's how I feel watching Tierra Whack. I'm like, this bitch is fucking insane. And I'm like, whoa. She's off her fucking rocker, like, artistically. And it's amazing to watch because ain't nobody out like that. It's really fucking, like... Like, almost shocking. From... So like Wack World, the album she dropped last year What happened was I was watching And I do feel like I've talked about it before But I don't care because she's amazing I was watching BET Soul and it came on And I was like who the fuck is this? And it was her And I was I, I was astounded And I think I'm only bringing her back up Just because she dropped some new music And I've been listening to it But you know Wack World was dope as shit So that made me a fan And you know all the songs are like each each one minute long So the album is 15 minutes And um, So she dropped like five singles Recently And they all I don't know when the album is coming out But you know they're like full length songs But um, Gloria That was the one you heard a little earlier That one is dope And I just feel like If somebody listens to one song Like that one or something They're gonna think that's her style and that's not a full gist of her style. Like you would probably have to watch and listen to whack world to really get why she's so out of this world. And then you could start to appreciate like the newer stuff. And But she, it's that project. is just like, it's, I know I keep using the phrase out of this world, but it's like fucking astronomical. And it's, it's so crazy because it's 15 minute project, but every song is just like, it's, they're so different. And it's just like, her style, she's so versatile and she can do literally anything and it's just like again, I ain't seen nothing like that in a long time. It's like not only is it refreshing but it's mind-blowing. And then on top of that, she did her pitch for Double XL. And she ate a bag of chips the whole fucking time. She didn't rap or say nothing. This bitch was nominated for a Grammy. She don't got it. She don't even got to say nothing to be on your little freshman list. She was like all done and do away her bag of chips. That shit was so fucking funny, but it was so fucking like yes, yes. So Tierra Whack is just like, I'm fucking amazing, amazing. So I just I really hope to see her. Just I hope to see more people continue to just you know, to really, really, really love her, love on her, but you know. We'll see. I'm just, I'm really, really excited for her. Really excited. But anyway, moving on. Um. Okay, <laughs> now I remember. So this is like closing out my music section. So I don't remember how I even came across this. I think I was just sitting there at work and something was said and it sparked a thought. Something made me think to go listen to or just to pull up uh, Lil' Romeo's first album. So Lil' Romeo's album is like one of the first albums I remember buying with my own money. I will never forget going to Walmart and having to choose between Lil' Romeo and Dream. Dream as in the white girl group that was signed to Bad Boy. My mom ended up buying me Dream's album maybe like a week later for my first day of school present. But I ended up buying Lil' Romeo. And I love like I love that album. And I love those songs. And I hadn't revisited it or any of those songs until recently. The only other song, the only old Lil Romeo song I revisited in the recent years is like uh, True Love with Solange, because the song is everything. You know, of course. Love has oh wait, no. <clears throat> Love has truly been good to me. Not even once that day, a memory I've had is a going away. I hope you know I'll gladly go. Anywhere you take me Ain't no limit to this love i fly off to the moon and the sky above So, that was a classic, of course But, um, yeah, like his first hit My Baby came on at work And I was like, oh my god Well, because I, I played it, of course I cued it So it's not like something can come on at work and shock me <laughs> When these playlists are mine I mean, the playlists be on shuffle So it can still shock me But, anyway it came on, and I just was, like, rapping. I just remember all the words, and I was like, oh, shit. It was, like, blowing my mind because I was like, I really remember these words. Like, I listened to Bow Wow's Take You Home in the recent years. Hell, I listened to that earlier this week. But for some reason, I had not revisited that album, that album probably since it was popular, since it came out. So, like, it was just a shock to me. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I can't believe. Uh, I can't believe I still remember these fucking words. Like, this was amazing. So it was a real good nostalgic feeling. And because I'm I'm so nostalgic all the time anyway, all the time, so nothing is ever like a fresh nostalgic feeling for me. It's just like a return memory. Like, oh, yeah, let me bring that memory back up. But this was probably the first time that I felt something for the first time in a long time. And that connection to that album, and I just was like, oh, shit, I have not heard this in so long. But it was, it was a, a good moment for me the other day because I just was floored at the fact that I remember that. And I bought the fuck out of that album. I, lo- I had a little Romeo calendar. I was a little Romeo stan. I, mean, I loved him and Bow Wow, but like Romeo, I loved Romeo. That was my nigga. And you know, and me, my coworker was talking, he never really like parlayed that into anything because he's asking him to go play basketball. Like, the first album I think it was like what gold or platinum, but he put out another one. I know that, oh, Game Time was the second album. Oh, talking about Stanism. Ooh, I was standing down. I don't even think that album is on Spotify. I need to find a copy of that because it had a DVD and everything. That album was long. I'm just I'm just really like processing my thoughts. Yeah. I'm feeling things for the first time again. And I was standing down for that album. Whoa. Anyway, it was just crazy because, you know, he went through that and came out with a couple more albums, but and then he had the Romeo show. But once the Romeo show was canceled, that was it. He didn't really go for it. he could have really carried that further. And I guess he he's done more acting in the recent years, like he did the Tyler Perry movie and did that Jarhead film. And, you know, he's done a lot of recent movies, but because he went to play basketball and he didn't even play basketball that long. He played basketball for like a year. So I just, you know, he definitely could have been a lot bigger. Not even with his rap cuz you know, he wasn't wasn't that good of a rapper. But I mean, Bawa obviously if if you had to compare him to Bawa, Bawa was obviously smoking him, but um I don't know. I don't know, was anybody writing Real well Meals raps, I wonder? Because they was, you know, they was writing Bow-Walls at first. They was, the brat was up in there with the pen. <laughs> the brat was in there with the pen like, <laughs> especially when it came to Bounce With Me. I mean, this is not like even T or Shade. It's literally on the songwriting credits on it. But, um, you know, yeah, man, shout out to those memories, dog. Shout out to the memories. I, uh, I don't know where those CDs are. They're maybe they're somewhere at home, but uh hope I would like to retrieve my things from home one fucking day, you know, just one day. But uh, you know, that kind of wraps that up. My entertainment section, you know, Justice for Jesse. Next week on star, going to see Mariah, you know, Tierra Wack, Sierra, Normani. But uh, yes, so I will be right back. With some closing motherfucking remarks. I don't know why I curse so much. I love it, but if you don't, I'm fucking sorry. But yes, I'll be right back. Baby. Hotline. Can I request a song? Yeah. My baby's body. You got, it, got it. Dog, I forgot how much I love that song <laughs> until the other day. And now, now that I'm hearing it, I'm just every time I'm just like, yes! So, I did not realize that song was so huge. It definitely peaked at number three. <laughs> yeah. Woo! And that's the only time he was on the Hot 100. I cannot. It ain't chart like now. other time. I'm dead as fuck. But anyway, welcome back to the Libra Green Show with your wonderful host, Libra Green. Yes, I am wonderful. I may not be good enough, but I'm wonderful. That's a word right there. That's really a word right there. I had to process that after I said that. Mm. Anyway, so I would like, instead of, before I talk about giving you closing words of wisdom and thoughts and things like that, I would like to ask you for a favor. I would like you to keep me in your thoughts and your hopes and your prayers if you pray because I just, my mind is just very interesting, you know so if I could just retrieve some positive energy from everybody listening Anybody who listens or makes it this far, if you could just send me positive energy and positive thoughts and prayer and whatever it is you you do, if you have to light a candle for me, I would love that as well. It, w- it would help me a lot. Just so I can stay. Stay on a good path. And I think I am, but... I just, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have that extra support. So I would love that from you all. I appreciate you so much. So what I would say to you is, if you feel any fraction of what I feel about not being good enough in your craft or what you feel is your calling, if you feel like you're not good enough, get better do whatever it takes to get better. If you have the means, if you don't have the means, you do have the means. <laughs> you have it. Um, you know, there's YouTube. There's, there are people around. There, are, your, your resources are there. And I could be taking my own advice. And I am. It's just hard for me. harder. Certain things are harder for me just because there's so much deeply rooted in my heart and in my mind that it, I just, it's hard for me to function sometimes. But if you feel like you're able to, you know, just really exercise your resources. You can get better at anything, I believe. You know, I like I said, I have I've have, I'm I'm happy I have um upcoming studio time in a studio, excuse me, that I feel will be very good for me. I say that every time, but you know, you're supposed to go into these things with a positive attitude. But um, you know, I say that every time, but this time it's different because it's a black studio. I have not recorded in a black Black owned black, mostly black recording and black engineer Studio, you know, the owner of the studio is the one I mean that happens a lot, but the owner of the studio is the one who I'm gonna be working with, you know he's black, we've been texting and stuff, and you know, I put down my deposit, so it's a go for two weeks from now, so actually, hmm. Cause I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to do the show. Cause I'm gonna be recording. Well, we'll be mixing that day, but um, I'll probably try to squeeze it in before that Sunday before it. Cause I typically like to do my show on Sundays, just cause it's more relaxing and more peaceful. So two weeks from now, will be I will two weeks from now when I'm doing the show on Sunday the fourteenth, I'll be able to say Hey, I recorded yesterday at the Trap Factory and X Y Z happened so. That's always nice But I just want you to Continue to Love Love hard Love unashamed Love Give people the love Don't hold back Let them know how you feel Even when it feels like you shouldn't Because you should You should always let people know how you feel Don't hold that back It's important That you are honest With your feelings I learned that over the years. You would think that's such a simple thing that you that's not something you need to learn, but it is something people need to learn. And it was something I learned. So I've been very forthcoming with my feelings, which is, again, the heart on the sleeve, this tattoo, the name of the album, Heart Off My Sleeve. So, you know, I'm very much in favor of putting your heart on your sleeve and making your feelings be known, making your feelings aware, making people aware of your feelings. So do that in the best way you can. And, you know, as a writer, I say if you can't voice it, write it. Write that shit out. Write it in a letter. Write it in the form of an unsent text message. You don't have to send it out. Maybe you can write it out in the text message and act like you're going to send it. Then maybe kind of, you know, edit it and tweak it the way you want to come across, but don't hold that in. And that's not just with feelings for other people. That's with any feeling. Write it down. Speak it out. Talk to yourself. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. For so many years, there's been a stigma against talking to yourself. Well, I don't give a fuck. Like, I tweeted forever ago, I'm glad people see me talking to myself. That way, you know, one of us will beat your fucking ass. It's either gonna be me or myself, but one of us gonna beat your ass. So, you know, just love, just love on yourself as much as you can. It's so hard to sometimes. Things around you make it so hard to love on yourself, but whenever you can, whenever you, whenever you see an end. You take, you take advantage of that end And you maximize that motherfucker You walk past a mirror and you start seeing You saw something real quick that you like You go back to that mirror and you maximize on that part Because it's going to expand from there you, it's, it's about finding something Finding something small to love on yourself And then feeding it Watering your emotional and spiritual garden So... Yes, I'm going to go eat something and get prepared to be slain by Mariah, no middle name, Carrie. That'll probably be the first thing I want to talk about next week of course, or next show. Hell, I might even end up doing one next week just because because I'm so excited. But thank you so much for listening as usual. It's not as this show would end up as long as I thought. So that worked out But thank you so much for listening to me babble on and on and on Especially those of you who listen to every episode I don't take that for granted Because hopefully me sharing that thing about me not feeling good enough Or not being enough Will make you realize that I appreciate you as a listener that much more because I don't feel like I get I get the the accolades or the attention or the love sometimes. So when I get, when I get it from anybody from anywhere, I that shit it, it means a lot to me. When people tell me th- things about my music, about my voice, about a song I sang or a song they heard of mine, I take that I don't take that shit lightly. This is what another that also ties into what I was saying about making those feelings known. You know, you got something nice to say about somebody, you got a compliment, don't hold it back. They they might need that. They probably do need to hear that. You got something nice to say, just let that shit out. Make sure they know that. You never know what you can do for somebody just by giving them a few words of encouragement, genuine words of encouragement and acknowledgement. So just knowing that I have y'all here to listen I appreciate that. I look at the numbers, and I see, oh, okay, I've been getting some listeners. So I think that's always amazing, and I appreciate it so much. So thank you again for listening to me. I admire you for doing so. And because I be slipping on people I know doing podcasts, and I don't always get to listen to them. So thank you for listening to mine. Thank you for being a friend and a fan and a fun person and a good person. As a should person, you never would person, but you if you couldn't, then you would person. Nah. See, I'm freestyling. I'm freestyling better than half these niggas out here. Pulling half these triggers out here, putting bullets in their ribs out here, getting niggas in their feelings out here. Putting them in body bags and toe tags and see they wasn't ready. Y'all wasn't ready. Y'all was not ready. Anyway, I'm gonna go eat something. (laughs) And do whatever. And of course, I would like to end the show. By saying hashtag justice for Tinashe I don't know what she's been doing She's been posting pictures and shit I don't know if this is the calm before the storm or what But something is coming soon So yes smucker girl Thank you for listening And I love you Bye 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 Hey, boy, you know you need to come give me that dick. Yeah. He want to yeah. hit from the back because I'm thick. I like the fuck on him when I get lit. Yeah, yeah. tell me this pussy is shit. Hey, oh, he's so thirsty. <laughs> Rock that dick like a whore. See, He said, are you tired? Ay. I look back like ay, Yeah, Let's <laughs> have a sex talk, huh? Want to see your body take your clothes off, huh? I'ma bust quick if your lips off, huh? Rock that shit till you blast off, hey. <laughs> yeah, let's have a sex talk, huh? Got a big boy, then pull it out, hey. Can you make it feel like the first time, huh? I don't get tired, let him wear that, <laughs> ayy. Yeah, beat up on the... There, ride it to the tip top teeth like top. it doggy style. Cuz a- I make that ass a- pop here. Never finna leave me cuz I got that drip drop to so this drop. last bitch still pop. fucking like a robot. That's the end. Yes, Janet, that's the end.